Let me just say, don't let being comfortable be the reason you don't make changes. Sometimes the hardest decisions to make have the best possible outcomes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, nigga, make some noise. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Let Me Just Say. I'm your host, Jesse. I'm also known as Dodgers underscore Blues on Twitter. And boy, oh boy, do we have some stuff to talk about today. And I'm going to jump right into it. Recently this week, a major bombshell of news has dropped in the MLB world. The 2017 Houston Astros are being accused of using electronic devices to steal signs throughout the 2017 season. And first off, you might hear some traffic on the show today. Um, It's some beautiful fall weather here in California, and I have my window open. And where I record in my house is street side. So if you hear some cars, I apologize. But I don't want to close my window because it's beautiful outside. So... I'm apologizing in advance for anything that you hear. Um, (laughs) Did you just hear that? You did. Probably. Um, But, uh, yeah, the 2017 Houston Astros have been accused, allegedly, and that's my one, that's going to be my one um, allegedly that I drop. Everything that I'm talking about today is allegedly. I'm, I'm neither... Confirming or denying or calling them cheaters. I mean, this is all allegedly. So if I do call them a cheater, them cheaters, it's I'm allegedly calling them a cheater. And I don't want to repeat that all podcast. So yeah, they were um there's an athletic article that came out, Ken Rosenthal released. I don't know who wrote it, I don't remember, and I'm not going to check. Um also Mike Fires came out and confirmed that the Astros did in fact cheat in the 2017 season. And since then, we've seen an onslaught of um, video footage from John Boy. Uh, today I saw um, Trevor Plouffe, right? That's his name, Trevor Plouffe, ex-Minnesota twin. He came out with some stuff that said he has sources that say that a, someone in the stands was wearing an earpiece that was linked to the bullpen catcher who then was relaying messages to the um, pitchers in the bullpen and they were using hand signals by putting their hands on top of the fence if it was a changeup, I believe and then something else for a fastball uh, I'm not going to go back and check you can go to Trevor Plouffe's Twitter page and kind of check that out and see more about it but this is a wild fucking story now and it's not great for baseball let's be honest if we're baseball fans this isn't great for baseball um, it's kind of a black eye, especially with all the nonsense that's been happening the last couple of years with like, you know, the unfair treatment of minor league players in terms of how much the money they make. And I don't know, just the lack of 
young fans in the game. Like we're trying to improve baseball here and and grow its viewership, and this kind of is going to sour a lot of people, I think. Now, I've had a couple hard opinions on this uh, situation. Now, and you know, the first thing I tweeted out when I heard this was that I'm not mad that the Astros cheated. I'm mad that the Dodgers didn't. And I mean, I was kind of joking with that. Like, I don't, to be perfectly honest and, and, and not just be an Astros hater because of, you know, obviously the effect that series had on me as a, as a fan of the Dodgers, I'd be kind of fucking bummed if I was an Astros fan, you know, like, yeah, your team won and, um, it was great celebration, but now that's just going to hang over your head forever. No one will ever forget the fact that the 2017 Astros allegedly cheated their way to a World Series. Now, am I mad as a Dodgers fan? Nah, I mean, I'm not mad. It kind of sucks. But am I mad? Meh. I'm not going to let that get me down. I was already, well, you know what? (laughs) I was already depressed from losing, so I don't think the um, fact that you know, and I'm I'm kind of talking myself into a little bit of anger here, but you know what? Fuck it. We should, as Dodger fans, I see a lot of you guys are upset, and I get it rightfully so. You know, it was probably the best Dodgers team that we've seen in our lifetime was that 2017 team, and in all reality, you know, I hate being the maybe guy, but maybe they would have won. Should they have won? I mean, game five broke our back. To score 12 runs in a World Series game and still lose? That's fucking tough. And I don't care if the game, if the World Series went two more games after it. Game five was the clincher. They went up 3-2 that game, you know, and uh, it was the clincher. I mean, so... Uh, but it's a crazy fucking story, and um, it's been blowing up the internet. And I mean, I see a lot of Astros fans um, trying to. Well, at first, when the story first broke, they were like, "No fucking way! This is all bullshit! Like this isn't true." And they're now slowly, like, as more and more news comes out, I think they're just kind of not backpedaling, but just being like, "Well, what the fuck do you want us to do?" You know, um, my boy. Astros dude at underscore 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 Astros underscore 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 dude times four different accounts kind of tweeted out this morning um, and said something to that fact like what the fuck do you want us to do like would you like to us to apologize and I mean he's right I mean if the Dodgers if it was reversed role I'd just be like well we cheated but what the fuck do you want me to do man I'm going to defend my team I'm going to go down with the ship now, you know, I, I've said a couple of times that I wish my team had cheated to win, but I really, after the fact, I talked to a couple of people and they're like, dude, do you really, do you really wish that? Do you really wish the roles were reversed? And to be honest with you, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I think, no, that if we had won and then this all dropped in my lap, I'd be pretty fucking disappointed, you know, because <laughs> my one chance to talk a whole bunch of shit about my team winning because anybody who's listened to the podcast, I have terrible luck 
with my sports franchises winning championships. So that would have been the first one that I actually witnessed as a grown adult. And if after the fact, this would have been hanging on my head or the title, or hanging, you know, tarnishing our title, or at least putting an asterisk in it in regards to like, well, you can't talk a lot of shit anymore. I mean, you can, you're still World Series champs, but I mean, someone's just going to be able to rebuttal that real quick and shut you the fuck up. So we got a couple of voicemails on this opinion and, uh, or opinion, uh, on the situation. And I'm going to, I'm going to probably put those in here before we, uh, continue on, on the podcast, which I have a whole bunch of voicemail speaking of. So they're not all going to make this show because I'm already 10 minutes in and I hate dropping hour plus long episodes on you guys because I have ADD and I assume a lot of people do. So to listen to me for an hour, you know, that's kind of tough. But I'm going to try and get to as many as I can. It takes a lot of work to chop up the emails. So sometimes it's like, fuck, man, do I want to put six more in there? But uh, (laughs) I need an editor that wants to work for free. Does anybody want to move into my house and uh, work for free and edit for me? Cut up all the voicemails while I just sit here and be the talent. I'd love that. You can uh, get room and board for free, and that's it, though. You gotta buy your own food and supply and and pay for everything but room and board. So I'm not really serious. I don't want anybody to move in with me, but uh, it sure sucks doing editing. But anyway, yeah, this is a crazy fucking story, man. It's. I mean, they're not the only team. I mean, the Red Sox, I think, in 2017 as well, right? They were caught with the Apple Watch bullshit. Um, but they obviously didn't win win the World Series. So, And I know a lot of Astro fans are, like, shitting on John Boy for pulling all this video and continuing his, like, conquest for three straight days. But, I mean, listen, someone was going to do it. And you can't blame the guy. I mean... If I had the um, if I had the uh, the drive and the want and you know I'm a lazy motherfucker so I'm not gonna go on to YouTube and watch Astros games from all throughout 2017 and try to find bangs that's not gonna be me. But if I had somebody that was like sending me videos and like hey listen to this one you better believe I'm fucking shooting them out. The dude's grown his brand. I mean his John Boy Media or whatever it is fucking has exploded this year so you can't be mad at him for pulling the video i know it hurts i know it's fucking like okay you're beating a dead horse but are we i mean this is a pretty major development in in fucking major league baseball so uh and you know i you know it's funny i saw a lot of fucking astro fans like on the first day or so well i believe carlos beltron and then here it comes out that aj hinch um what's his name fucking I forget the fucking Red Sox manager that left Cora and then <laughs> Beltron. They were the three that orchestrated it. So it's just funny to say, like I saw a lot of people shitting on Mike fires, like, man, fuck Mike fire. He's just bitter. I'm going to believe Carlos Beltron. He's a stand up guy. And then it turns out that Cora Beltron and fucking AJ Hinch are the three masterminds behind the goddamn whole thing. So that shit's funny to me, but, um, yeah, crazy, crazy fucking story. 
But anyway, let's uh, let's dial up a voicemail. Uh, I think I got one or two about the Astros bullshit. Um, so here here's the first one, and and this one this one I previewed, um, and th- this is a, a buddy of mine who he's actually a, a Tigers fan. He he roots for a Detroit sports, so we share the same passion. Uh, we're both Lions fans in terms of the NFL. But uh, he's a Tigers fan, um, and he's actually originally from Detroit, lives here now in California. But uh, so he he knows all about sadness, and um, you know his team's not winning, and uh, it's it's taking a toll on him. I can definitely tell that uh, he's he's um, you know he, he's becoming a, slowly becoming a miserable sports fan. And with all due respect, I understand it because I mean he roots for the Tigers, he roots for the Lions. We've had so much heartbreak as Lions fans, and I mean, we know how the Tigers' success has gone recently. So, uh, his name's David. He didn't leave it. I'm leaving it. His name's David. He's. Gonna, I'm gonna let him rant here. I'm not even gonna break up this phone call because, uh, uh, you know, I, I could tell he was fired up. So, I'm gonna let y'all just hear this one. So, hang tight. All right. So I heard you were doing an emergency podcast about cheating, and all I gotta say is fuck cheating in professional sports. It's absolutely ridiculous that the Lions and Tigers, the teams that I root for, can't figure out how to do it either. Like, I envy Astros fans. All it took was a camera and a trash can. The Tigers couldn't win with five aces on World Series champion teams five years later. And don't get me started with the Lions. You literally hired the Patriot way, and what, you actually hired the one fucking Boy Scout, Bob fucking Quinn, in the Patriots organization? The one guy that won't fucking cheat? I envy Astros fans. Fuck that. I get Dodgers, Yankees fans, you're mad right now, but Astros got a ring. I'd be the same way. Uh, so, so David is ready and willing for his team to do whatever it takes to win a fucking championship. And I get that. Believe me. I, I have said multiple times, man, maybe I wish my team cheated, you know, because... Boy, that moment of celebration and jubilee. I mean, they've been celebrating for two years um, to now just have this heartbreak come around. So the celebration is kind of fucking, you know, leveled out almost. But, yeah, David, David's ready to cheat. He's ready to fucking do whatever it takes. And uh, like he was saying, we're, we're Lions fans. And, you know, we hired, obviously, Bob Quinn and then, and then Matt Patricia from the fucking <laughs> Patriots organization. And we can't even get it right in Detroit either. So... Um, he's just having a rough go as a sports fan and, uh, and just ready to do whatever it takes. So I, I can respect that. And, uh, um, I, I really hope things turn around for, for, uh, David and his, and his sports franchise, not so much in baseball. Cause I'm not a Tigers fan and I don't care about that shit, but hopefully one of these days, maybe our lions will goddamn do something. But, uh, yeah, he, he's ready to cheat his ass off and, uh, do whatever his teams cheated their asses off to do whatever it takes to win and, I fucking get it, man. I mean, like you said, it took some a uh, camera that somebody bought probably at Best Buy and a trash can to win a World Series. <laughs> you know, ultimately is is uh, you know, there's much more to it. But if we're breaking it down, it was a fucking camera and a trash can, and you ended up in a World Series championship. So, shout out to David. Thanks for the call, dude. Hopefully, one day that we'll see some success. Um, yeah, you know. For, well, at least hopefully the Lions. Like I said, I don't give a shit about your baseball team. Sorry, dude. But uh, anyway, thanks for the call. And, you know, part of me agrees with you, man. You know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So, but uh, 
moving on with this Astro shit. I don't know. I don't want to like we're. I'm already talking about this for like 15 minutes. I think I have maybe one more voicemail that I'll dial up. Uh, but for the most part, this is a fucked up situation, and I want some honest feedback from Astros fans. I'd love for some of you guys to call me. Give me your honest feedback. Like, don't leave your name if you don't want to be get blown up on Twitter about all your Astros Twitters, Astros Twitter, um, fellow. Uh, followers or whatever you don't want them fucking eating you alive like give me your honest opinion are you bummed about this as an astros fan are you a little sad and i know a lot of you guys aren't going to admit to that because you're prideful and i don't know if i'd admit to being sad if it was the roles were reversed but um boy i think i'd probably be like, I saw a tweet today, some guy's birthday it was, and he sent out this big paragraph, cocky long tweet about how, ew, thanks for the birthday love, and blah, 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 and I don't care about any of this shit, because at the end of the day, better team won in 2017, 18, whatever, like, talking a whole bunch of trash, but dog, like, your World Series is still tainted. Regardless of how this plays out, I think, which, I mean... At first, I was like, yeah, maybe it's just an overblown story and, you know, we'll, we'll a week from now kind of forget. But as each day goes on, this shit is getting a little bit more and more intense in terms of, you know, more and more shit's coming out. More and more actual ex-players are saying shit. So I know a lot of you guys are like fucking grabbing your balls and saying, you know, fuck the world. We still won. But uh, I got some news for you. If it comes out that this is all true, that shit's tarnished, bro. Because every time you post that motherfucking Justin Verlander gif of him holding that trophy up to talk shit to me and my fellow Dodgers fans, I'm going to be like, bitch, you didn't even earn that. So shut the fuck up. So for real, though, how do y'all feel? Are you a little sad? Are you like, fuck when this news came out, how many of you guys were like, fuck? Because I know it had to be some of y'all. So, let me know. You bummed? You like, fuck it? I don't care? We still won? Let me know how y'all feeling. Let me see what other voicemails I got about this topic before we move on. Jesse, what up, man? It's Workman. What up, dude? Thanks for the call. Um... All right, guys. This is this is my uh, this is another one of the members of Dodgers Twitter, um, a very fine young gentleman that I also met this year during the season. Workman, um, I appreciate the call, brother. Uh, he's he's a uh, he fights the he's a fellow uh, soldier of the war against Astros Twitter. Um, he loves throwing jabs like I do and kind of keeping them in their place. So. Uh, I'm excited to hear. I haven't listened to to see what exactly he's uh, has to say about this topic, but I'm I'm excited to hear it. So, uh, what do you got for me, brother? So, look. Apparently, the topic of the day today was that the 2017 Astros were using video to steal signs. Some I don't know whatnot. And I've got some thoughts. Number one, I could not care less. Let me ask you this: Do USD fans sit at night wondering? who they should apologize to after the NCAA dropped the hammer after they were destroying teams in the 2000s? Or do New England Patriots fans lay awake at night wondering how much better they'd feel if it weren't for Spygate and they wouldn't, they wouldn't have won those six Super Bowls? No. 
they couldn't care less, and neither should Astros fans. And if you won't, let me tell you. If the Dodgers had won the 2017 World Series, and it came out today that Dave Roberts was poisoning the water in the drink, poisoning the water in the drinking fountain of the visitor's clubhouse, or that Andrew Friedman went and stole Alex Bregman's shoeless, or that Farhan Zaidi went and cracked Jose Altuve's tiny little kneecaps, I would shrug my shoulders, look you dead in the eye, and say, oh well, you should have gotten some better backup. And for that trash blog that's trying to start a campaign to get the Astros stripped of the 2017 World Series and have it awarded to the Dodgers retroactively, I got a dose of reality. It wasn't sign-stealing that caused Cody Bellinger to strike out 47 times that series. It wasn't sign-stealing that caused Dave Roberts to trot the corpse of Brandon Morrow out there so that by Game 5, he was pitching like a freaking iPhone running on Windows 98. And it sure as hell wasn't sign-stealing that caused Hugh Darvish to get out-pitched by freaking Alex Wood. The Dodgers lost the 2017 World Series. The Astros won the 2017 World Series. It's time to get over it. It's time to move on. And it's time to accept it. Anyway, that being said, love the love the podcast. Love what you're doing with it, man. And just to let you know, if you were that dude sitting bar the beer and let you cook. Take it easy, brother. <laughs> I ca- I cracked up multiple times during Workman's uh, fucking voicemail. That shit was funny. Uh, he dropped out there a couple of times, but we get the sentiment. And uh, I appreciate the love, dude. Um, it means a lot, especially coming from you. Um, you know, so, uh, but I, I got to agree with the man. Like, I wish, I almost wish my team did it, man. You know, I, so part of me wishes that we fucking cheated. Part of me wishes that we cheated and we didn't get caught. But part of me wishes we cheated. Um, and he's right. I don't think fucking Patriots fan. I mean, it's blown over, right? Do we talk about Spygate, really? No. Do we talk about Deflategate? I mean, sort of, but none of those. Nobody really gives a fuck. Cameragate's probably going to end up being the same type of shit. So, I, I got to I gotta sort of agree with what he's, what he's trying to say. And he's right. For all you motherfuckers that are calling for the World Series to be retroactively awarded to the Dodgers, get the fuck out of here. No way do I want to accept a World Series win retroactively that way. I will go down to LA. I will break into the stadium. I will take the 2017 World Series trophy that they try to give us. I will smash it into a thousand fucking pieces and I will go to jail for it. No fucking thank you. So, working. thanks for the call, brother. I, I got to kind of agree with you here on some of these points, man. You know, I wish I wish Dave Roberts did break Jose Altuve's fucking little-ass kneecaps and steal Bregman's shoelaces. I think that's what he said. Steal Bregman's shoelaces or poison whoever the fuck we were playing. <laughs> I kind of wish that went down. Maybe everybody wouldn't hate Dave Roberts as much, so... Well, that's all I got on the Astros. Well, I'll, I'm 20 minutes into talking about the Astros cheating scandal. You motherfucking cheaters. I just want you to remember that. You had to cheat to beat us. You son of a bitches. 
2017 Dodgers were the best team of all time. I'm going to leave it at that. Maybe not, but you cheating fuckers. (laughs) I wish we thought of it. So speaking of cheating, I want to talk a little bit about something that that I recently popped up in conversation with somebody I had. Why do women love murder mystery shit so much? Like, I've talked to a ton of females, a ton of women who all, they love murder mystery shows, whether it be like on TV or the podcasts they listen to, like fellas, are all these women just slowly plotting and trying to learn the best way to murder us and get away with it? I think that might be it. And now, for a lot of cases, I can't blame them. Because there's a good majority of the men, male population that is giant pieces of shit. <laughs> but I think it was just funny. Like, so all the ladies who listen to this, what percentage of you guys actually listen? And I'd love to hear some, some either a DM or a reply to when I shoot this tweet out when I release this episode. How many of you guys watch murder mystery shows or listen to murder mystery podcasts? Because then I turned around and I brought this to my group chat that I have with a couple other dudes and and the one guy was trying to argue with me that, nah, women don't like that shit. So then I posed the same question to somebody that I work with um, and she was like, oh, fuck yeah. I love that shit. I love the suspense. I love jumping to conclusions, (laughs) which which made me fucking laugh when she said that. I love jumping to conclusions thinking I know who did it. And I was like, well, shit, that sounds about right. Uh, ladies, I love you. I'm just teasing. Uh, but, uh, how many of you female listeners are murder mystery fans? And how many of you, while you're listening or watching your murder mystery documentaries or podcasts are planning to murder someone or thinking, fuck, if she only just did this, or if they only just tweaked this one piece of, you know, or if they only just did one thing different. <laughs> they they would have got away with it. You know, I'm cataloging. I just imagine like women at home just fucking with a notebook or or their their fucking uh, iPhone notes open just like, "Okay, so I need to use chloroform. I need to make sure that when I buy um stuff, I go to different stores and I don't use a credit card. I pay with cash when I buy the shovel and the rope." <laughs> uh, so am I wrong, ladies? Is the dude in my group chat right that women don't love murder mysteries? Because so far in my small amount of research, I've talked to a couple women and they've all agreed that they love murder mysteries. So, um, I mean, I've already talked about on one episode that I think I could get away with murder. So now I'm starting, I'm starting to think that maybe I should, if I ever want to kill someone, maybe go to my close personal female friends and ask how many episodes of Law and Order SUV? I don't know. I don't even know any of the murder mystery shows. I don't really fuck with that. I guess I watched How to Make a Murderer. Um, and you know what? I do like watching like unsolved fucking crimes. But, fellas, be careful. If you log on to Netflix and you see that like in the most recent watched is just a catalog of fucking how to get away with murder shit, you might want to just... <laughs> You might want to just, uh, 
you know, sleep with one eye open or start taking care of your woman a little bit better because there's a good possibility she's trying to bury your ass in the middle of the woods. And you know what? I probably can't blame her. Um, I got some more voicemails I'm going to start popping on. One of them is actually going to be um, some relationship advice I saw drop in there. Um, and since I'm talking about <laughs> cheating and murdering, wait, uh, yeah, I guess cheating and murdering were the first two topics of this fucking podcast. Let me let me mix this one in. Um, it's uh, I don't know. I don't know that I'm gonna have the right answer for this one. I this one I read this this voicemail I read ahead of time because I saw it with said relationship advice and I was like, all right, maybe I should be a little prepared for that. But um, I didn't. I don't have any notes. I didn't take anything down. This is all gonna come off the top of my head. Um, and you know, to the caller who didn't leave their name, and I'm good with that because this is maybe a touchy subject for them. All I can say is that take everything I say with a grain of salt because I'm just another asshole talking into a microphone in the middle of California. So, you know, don't take it to the bank. Take your, what you thought process, your thought process is and maybe mix it with a little bit of mine and just go from there. So I'm going to drop the call in and, uh, we'll see what I have to say afterwards. So, Hey, Bessie, love the podcast. Um, So in past episodes, you've been saying you want to go ahead and give some relationship advice. So I'm going to give this a try. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I've been talking to this guy for a couple of weeks now, and I'm crushing on him hard. And I have no I have no problem letting him know this, but. I suffer from anxiety, so I feel like every message I'm sending to him, I'm going to go ahead and ruin it. Like, I'm a hot mess when it comes to that. So how do you think I should go about the situation? I'm so scared of just saying the wrong things and just messing it up. You know, we are still in the getting to know each other phase, so I know it's very early, but it also kind of doesn't help that I don't know how he feels about me 100%. I don't know if he's crushing on me back or if he's annoyed with me. I have no idea. So please help. Again, you're doing an awesome job. Each episode gets better and better as they go. So, yeah. Thank you in advance. All right. Well, first, thank you for the call, lovely young lady. I assume you're a lovely young lady, but, um, hmm, so first off, I, um, I suffer from anxiety myself as well, and I think a lot of us do, you know, Uh, I think a little bit of anxiety lies in all of us, but, um, in terms of, uh, you know, how you handle that with sending messages and stuff like that, I think, I think you just kind of fire from the hip, you know? You can't worry about ruining the situation that you're currently in by sending messages that you think are, you know, just stuff that you want to say or, you know, thinking about them. I can't, I don't think you can let that because if those types of messages or, you know, are going to change that person's perspective of you or, you know, kind of push them away, then they were, it's better off that now than later, right? Um, I don't think any guy or, you know, and I can only speak on the male, you know, version of this, but I don't think any guy really 
I mean, it can get overwhelming. I'm not saying send 47 text messages a day, but if you're dropping some texts in there and uh, just kind of checking on them and saying, hey, I'm thinking about you or how's your day going or stuff like that, nobody, no guys that I know of who are possibly, you know, if, if he's responding to you, he's obviously showing some signs of interest, right? Um, and I know there's dudes that will kind of uh, drag shit out like that just because they love attention or whatever the case may be. They're just not good human beings. But for the most part, um, you know, who doesn't love to see those kinds of texts in the middle of the day that, you know, somebody's thinking about you. So don't overthink it, though. You know, that's that's the one thing that I'm always kind of bad with. And, you know, it's kind of weird to give that advice to somebody else is just don't overthink it. If you want to send a text message, fire that shit off. I'm sure he appreciates it. Maybe he doesn't uh, show it in the immediate moment. And maybe you then turn around and think, well, fuck, should I have said that? Is he tripping about that message? But maybe he's just got go- shit going on. You know, maybe he's at work or maybe he's in the middle of doing shit and he just can't get back to you from that moment or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, um, and then we're in regards to like, how to play it out. I think you just like my number one piece of advice is just ride the wave and just go with the flow, right? You can kind of tell when someone's reciprocating the feelings that you're having for them a little bit. Um, so, I mean, if, if you guys are talking often, you know, you're, you just feel like you're maybe sending a couple too many texts, like, yeah, 25 texts a day, like where he doesn't answer, okay, you're, you're probably, he's probably sending you a sign like, yo, relax. But I mean, if you, if he's responding to your text for the most part, I think you're in a good spot, you know? And I get it. Like new relationships can kind of be stressful in terms of like feeling each other out, getting to know each other. Um, so that, that's kind of difficult, but I think you know pretty quickly if, uh, he didn't have any interest in you, you know, for the most part, if, it sounds like you guys are building a relationship or you're getting to know each other. So, you know, it, it doesn't sound too bad. It sounds like, you know, he's, he's interested. Now there's always outside circumstances. You know, I don't know, I don't know your background in regards to what you're looking for. And, you know, I don't know his, but maybe he's, just taking his time. Maybe he's going slow because of his past relationships or, you know, maybe he's just trying to feel it all out too, but don't put pressure on yourself or don't freak out about sending text messages to someone because that's bullshit. I'm a multi-texter. I am that person that people hate. I will send fucking 50 texts in a row because ideas just pop into my head. And that's kind of why I'm, I guess, decent at this is, Things are just always flowing through my brain, like just working. My brain's always just going, you know, it's just always, it just never stops. So, um, and I'm not that I'm super smart. I'm not saying that. I just, my brain is just fucking going a thousand miles an hour at all times. So send those texts, girl. Don't trip. You'd know a little bit. Sounds like you guys are at least having some good communication. You're feeling each other out. Just keep doing that. Don't overthink it. That's my number one piece of advice. And don't rush it. Right? Don't overthink it and don't rush it. You, you'll you be able to get the vibe from someone that 
like if you're pushing down on the gas too much. You know, for the most part, I would hope that guys who are feeling people out and trying to learn something about learn things about someone new that for the most part they should be open and honest and be like if they're starting to feel pressure or they're starting to feel a certain type of way like oh shit you know this is going 150 miles an hour i needed to go like 70 miles an hour they uh they'll tell you i think that is if you're if you're getting to know a grown man now if you're trying to date an 18 year old 19 year old dude good fucking luck I got no advice for that one (laughs) because, and I don't mean to disparage my 18 and 19 year old male or female listeners, but I can't give you advice on the 18 year old mind because it just doesn't operate like the same as someone in their thirties does anymore. And I'm too far away from 18 to tell you anything about 18, but I can tell you that if you're a grown up, I mean, 18 is grown up, I guess, but if if you're in a looking to try and make an adult, relationship work you know just go with the flow follow the cues i mean for the most part you can probably see some signals from that other person on whether they're getting annoyed or whether they're it's they feel like everything's too much and some people just aren't good at expressing emotions as well so if you're like expecting them to be like every day like you know telling every single feeling that goes through their head, like maybe that's just not how they roll. Maybe they're not comfortable talking about themselves and how they feel, you know, but at the end of the day, my advice is to go with the flow. Don't overthink it. Don't over text anybody, but no, no one's mad if they get a couple of texts a day saying, you know, Hey, how's things going or whatever. Like those, I love those. Did you guys hear that car? Um, so yeah, don't overthink it, girl. Don't sweat it. Just do you and ride the wave. It sounds like you guys are getting to know each other. It sounds like you're enjoying it. You seemed up upbeat and all that good stuff. So just do you and um, let things play out as they will. You know, that's that's my advice. Don't try to push. Don't try to push it too much. But also don't let yourself get walked all over if you're feeling that type of way. If you got to cut the cord because you're not getting the attention that you feel you're giving, then do that shit. But don't overthink it. Don't stress about it. Definitely don't stress about sending a text message. Because if that person ever gets upset about you just sending some random texts... And then tell them to fuck off. And you're better off moving on anyway. So. Chill out girl. Don't sweat it. I know that's easy for me to say on the other end of this microphone. But I think it's your best case. Fire those texts when you want to fire them off. Don't send 60 before he responds. But send him a couple. And uh, just keep doing you. And the minute that you start feeling like. You're not getting that same type of love or not love. That's a tough word. If you're feeling like you're not getting the same type uh, amount of whatever, if you're not giving what you're putting out there or I don't know, you know what I'm trying to say. If you feel like he's not reciprocating the feelings, move the fuck on. Otherwise go with the flow, 
feel it out, and don't rush into anything. Because relationships are hard fucking work. Believe me, I know. I was in one for a long time. So, just do you, girl. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the love. I appreciate it. It makes it makes me so happy to know that I'm getting a nice even bay. I thought when I was going to do this, it was just going to be a bunch of my my buddies listening and laughing at me. But I'm really glad that there's a lot of female um, listeners and callers out there. Um, that, that makes me happy. So, um, And I know that sounds kind of weird. Or maybe people are going to be like, oh, look at this pervert. Nah, that's not what I'm trying to say. But uh, yeah, thanks for the call. I appreciate the love. And um, let's see what else I got in the old voicemails. What's going on, Jesse? This is Oz. What up, dude? Thanks for the call. Uh, this is Oz. He's, a, he's another member of Dodgers Twitter. He hit me up in the DMs and let me know he was going to be leaving a voicemail, which I appreciate, guys. Um, and I appreciate the call, dude, and I appreciate you always interacting with me on Twitter and shit and liking my tweets and, and showing me love. But uh, what do you got for me today, brother? Um, I just wanted to say I've been enjoying the podcast. Now, keep it up. I'm loving the blurb, loving to learn more about your life and your takes on everything around. And I guess, you know, the... Since the recent allegations came out against the Houston Astros, um, what are your thoughts about about them using using other people's signs and stealing our signs in the 2017 World Series? I personally don't feel any way about it, but I mean, it is what it is. It's already in the past, but it's funny to see everyone react. And uh, keep up the great work, and uh, we're listening here every day, man. Take it easy. <laughs> So, uh, see, this is where I strike out sometimes by not listening in advance to the podcast or the voicemails, because then, I mean, I could have included Oz's in that first segment, um, talking about the Astros, but I like to not listen to the vo- voicemails because then it gives me a more real reaction. I don't want to be like pre-planning what I'm going to say when you guys call in and talk. So, um, I just had known that Workman and, uh, David had called in about the Astros. So I knew when I saw their, their phone numbers come up, but, uh, Oz, I mean, you kind of got the, I think, I think most of the logical Dodgers fans all feel the same way as you and I and Workman, you know, it, it is what it is, man. There's nothing we can do about it now. So to try and say that we deserve the world series title as Dodgers fans or, or as an organization is total bullshit. So, you know, I, I just can't be mad about it, man. I, I can't, I, I, I'm disappointed because I feel like, fuck man, you know, could have been us, but it is what it is, dude, and and I'm trying to live my uh, life right now with this new news the same way as I feel like you are, man. There's there's not much we can do. We just got to, I guess, well, you know what we can do is we can fuck with Astros fans at least. I've been firing off tweets like crazy talking shit to the Astros fans on good fun and, and uh you know, obsessed, uh, obsessed Dodgers fan for a reason, you know, I almost said obsessed Astros fans, they would have loved that, um, <laughs> so I'm what you do, it is what it is, it is funny to see on Twitter, it's been fun these last two or three days, fucking seeing all the shit, um, but I'm with you, man, what are you gonna do, you know, so, but thanks for the love, brother, man, I, I can't tell you guys how much it means when I hear you guys calling and say we're listening, and we love it, and, um, fuck, it just, I appreciate you guys. So keep the calls coming. Um, 
and uh, thanks a lot. So I appreciate it, brother, and I'll catch you on Twitter. But uh, let me see what other voicemails are in the inbox and what kind of topics we might have. They probably could be all Astros topics, and I don't even know. And this is going to be basically an Astros episode with me talking about women murdering people and some relationship advice in the middle of it. So uh, let's see what else we got in there. Hey, man, it's your buddy Jack. Jack, what's good, dude? Thanks again for the call. Um, Jack's another gentleman of Dodgers Twitter that I've gotten to know over this la- the course of this season. Um, uh, at Miss Ad, jeez, I'm all right. At Midwest Dodger underscore, that's his uh, handle. Good ass dude over there in the nice cornbread state. Is it's corn in Iowa, right? I think when I drove through Iowa, it was tons of corn. Um, but. Jack's a good ass dude, man. I, I really got to know him know him over this the course of this last season. Uh younger cat, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but um and I hope I don't embarrass him by saying that I feel like, you know, we've got kind of grew this bond where it's comes to me for some advice about shit and I appreciate it. And uh, you know, I kinda of call him little bro, you know, that's kinda of how I feel. I don't have a little brother in my life, so it's nice to <laughs> help somebody out in the time of need and have some questions on life some life shit, you know. So uh thanks for the call dude. Thanks for all the love you always give me on Twitter, man. And uh you you're a good ass dude and I'm I'm glad we got to got to know each other this year and hopefully you can make it out to Dodger Stadium. But uh what do you got for me, brother? Oh, also side note, I played this back and you can definitely hear the cars going by my house and you know, I apologize if that's fucking with you during this podcast, but it was too goddamn nice out to not have my window open, so you got to deal with it. But, uh, Jack, what do you got, dude? Uh, first off, I want to say, hope you're having a great day. Um, and my question is about the Dodgers infield. I know you're a big guy who wants Anthony Rendon, as am I, and probably everyone else in the, in the fan base. But assuming they do get him, that leaves the Dodgers with five great infielders for four spots with Rendon, Turner, Seager, Muncy, and Lux. Just want to get your thoughts on what do you think their battle of or plan of attack would be if they did get Anthony Rendon. I'll hang up. All right, brother. Thanks for the call. Um, so yeah, as Jack said, I've been a big proponent of trying to get Anthony Rendon, uh, send out as many tweets so that maybe, uh, Andrew Friedman can see, that I want Anthony Rendon on my baseball team. But uh, he's got a legitimate question. We signed Rendon. We got five infielders for four fucking spots. Turner's already uh, said he'd agree. Um, I didn't, I've never seen any quotes directly, but I haven't also looked. But um, I've heard it through multiple sources and articles that he's willing to move over to first base to make this happen if uh, we are to sign a third baseman. Now, I think... What happens is we have another platoon situation. Now, obviously, if Anthony Rendon's in the hot corner, he's going to get most of those starts, right? Um, and then Corey Seager, he's going to get most of the starts at shortstop. But we know with his health situation that there's going to be some times that maybe we want to you know, switch that up. But uh, who out of those guys does shift over to shortstop? You know, I don't know. Does Lux go over there and kind of fuck up his development that he's been having at second base. I don't think so. It's probably Chris Taylor who fills in, but I think it just becomes a platoon situation, man. We already know that Justin Turner has the last couple of years started to sort of break down. So I think we need to load manage him 
if we're being honest and we need him as fully as fully healthy as we can come October, right? Because he is an integral part and for whatever reason, he turns on in October, right? He becomes one of our best hitters. And uh, I think that if we're able to maybe get him some more time off the field, that maybe we'll have an even bigger impact in October. So I want to say Turner and Muncie split a lot of time at first. And Lux gets a good majority of second base starts because he's young. But, I mean, fuck, man, we need Max Muncy's bat in the goddamn lineup. I'm almost starting to believe in the DH, dude. I I hate, I, I fought it for years and years. But, fuck, man, we're getting so many goddamn players that we can put in the potential lineup every day that that one extra spot sure would come in handy. So, I'm all for it, dude. I'm all for it. I think everybody's bought in on the platoon situation in terms of the players for the most part. Um, now that Puig's, Puig's gone, and he's not mad that he's not starting every day. Um, but I, at least that's the vibe I get. I, the vibe I get is that all these guys are, are committed to, you know, that that's just kind of how the Dodgers are playing right now. We got we got a couple of guys that can fill multiple positions, and we just got to rotate them. So, But I get I mean, fucking, like I said, man, we need Max Muncy's bat in a lot of these games. We need uh, we need JT's bat in here. So I, I think it's just a big shuffle, man. I think if Muncy, Turner, and Lux can all kind of take turns on those two positions and not Turner leaving first base, but I meant, some, I meant more Muncy filling in at first and at second, then I think we got a good chance to make it work, you know? Five infielders for four spots. Well, JT's getting old, man. How old is the guy now? 37? My my high on that? Roundabout stat. I feel like he's about his age 37 season. Maybe I'm fucking making him way older than he really is. Um, but, yeah, dude, I, I think it just comes down to we got to figure it out in terms of matchups and who needs man uh, rest and, you know, whose bat is hot and... You know, all those kind of things just play part in it. But I think it's definitely doable. I think we've been doing it in the outfield for years now. Um, there's my dogs. Um, but I, I think it's definitely possible, and I think that's just what it's got to be, man. It's got to be the turnstile, who's who, next man up, you know. who's And I know it's tough sometimes as a ball player to go to the ballpark not knowing exactly if you're going to play and where you're going to play. But you got to be mentally stronger than that, man. If you're in the fucking major league, I need you to be mentally stronger than than being worried about where you're gonna play. Just get to the ball club or get to the ball field and do your routine and just get to work, man. So I think that's what ends up happening, man. If we sign Anthony Rendon and no other major parts are moved, I think it's just gonna be the hot bat. Who needs rest? And you know we'll see some injuries. It's just, it's going to happen. So bring on Anthony Rendon, man, and let's just get these guys uh, acclimated to understanding that they're going to have to fill a couple roles. If they want to win, that's what you fucking got to do at this point. So that's my that's my uh, two cents. Take it as you will, brother. I know, you, uh, I know you're a very knowledgeable dude on, these, on this whole situation, and I feel like you're probably thinking pretty similar to I am in terms of you know, moving some pieces around to make it all work. So 
Can't wait to see it happen, man. I'm excited for some free agents to sign, man. I really hope we fucking make a splash. Because I'm tired of all the bitching and complaining that we don't sign any superstars. But, I mean, I also like good baseball players, and I want to see those guys on my team. So, thanks for the call again, brother. Thanks for all the support. You're always uh, you're always very positive, man, and uh, I appreciate it. Jack's the type of guy who'll reach out to me and just say, hey, man, I hope you have a good day. And there's not a lot of people left like that in the world. Um, especially dudes, you know, they don't, they don't really reach, reach out to their homies and just say, Hey man, how's your day going? You know, or I hope you have a good day. So I appreciate you, Jack, man. I got love for you, dude. And, um, you know, I'm continue, I'm excited to continue to, to get to know you and grow our friendship and get your ass out to Dodger stadium, brother. We're going to make it happen. So, all right, let me see what else I got. Um, I'm almost at an hour here in the podcast. I'm always very time cons, time consigned time conscious is conscious 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 yeah that's the word i was looking for about running too long man because I, I i just i know some of you guys like hour-long podcasts but i also know that some of y'all get bored as fuck listening to me for that long so uh, let me see what else is in the pot in the uh the old voicemail i might save a couple for this weekend um or well i should say sunday night for the Monday night podcast, Monday morning podcast, but um, let me see what else I got, and then we'll go from there. What up, Jesse? It's Loose Moose. What up, dude? Thanks for the call, brother. Uh, Loose Moose is uh, another baseball Twitter f- um, follower. Uh, uh, he's a good ass dude, Angels fan. Um, we uh, we interact pretty frequently on Twitter. He shot me a DM, said he was going to leave a voicemail, so I was looking forward to this. But uh, I appreciate the call, man. And I appreciate all the interaction that you have with me on Twitter. Um, so uh, what do you got for me, though, today? Figured I'd give this voicemail a go and elaborate on a comment that I made on your thread the other day, the one where you asked if uh, if you were to sell your nudes, if anyone would buy them. Someone on that thread commented about foot porn. And let me tell you, got some insider information to suggest that that industry is booming. All right. I'm going to stop him there real quick. What the fuck is going on with foot porn? Why has that... It's always been a thing, and I'm just starting to notice it here because Twitter has turned it into the next level. But is there really this many people who fucking love feet pictures? Because I know some women who are making some bank on that. Or at least it seems like they are. It makes it... They make it sound like it, and... Moose might talk about that in the podcast, pod, in the voicemail. I'm not exactly sure where he's going with this. Sounds like he has some stories to tell. So I'm gonna let him run out. I just wanted, to, I just wanted to interrupt and say, what the fuck? When did feet become more popular than getting like an actual nude? I don't know. World, world. But uh, continue, dude. About five years ago, I was at the uh, sitting at the Ducks Bar in the Orange County Airport, waiting for a flight to Vegas. And this chick sits down next to me, and we start talking. And she definitely, you know, she wasn't putting her her best foot forward, uh, no pun intended, uh, but, you know, like no makeup, very casually dressed, like baggy clothes, glasses, hair up in a bun. I got to stop him one more time. (laughs) If anybody's been listening carefully on this podcast, they know that is the outfit that seals the deal with me. I love a chicken, some baggy ass sweatshirt, and and a uh, a ponytail. And a pon- why does it sound so weird saying that? And a ponytail. 
I don't know why. My brain's wired differently, I guess. I don't prefer feet pics. I like chicks in, in, in that casual look. So you can kind of tell if a girl looks good like that, just imagine when she takes it next level when y'all are about to go out. So anyway, sorry for interrupting again, dude. What do you got? But there was some potential there for sure. I could see that. And uh, we get to chatting, and she reveals that she's a porn star. And, you know, I'm a bit skeptical, but got my smartphone in hand. And I'm like, so what's your name? And she, I Google her and forget her name now. But she was legit. She was a legit porn star. And anyhow, she starts talking about how the foot porn industry is just bananas. And so I asked her to, like, elaborate. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she said that she knew this young guy, he's like 19 years old, who was making bank. And she insisted that I look into it, like, to get into the industry. And I'm like, no, I'm cool. Like, I've got a nice career going. Kind of feel like, you know, jacking off on the Internet while I wiggle my toes for the camera and my backfire. And she's like, no, this guy, like, you don't understand. He just set up cameras around his house, like, on the ground. And it's this, like, subscription service. And people pay just to watch him go about his day barefoot. (laughs) All right. Hold on a fucking minute. Did he just say that they set up video equipment floor level and people are paying to just watch this dude walk around his house? Is that what I just fucking heard? And I'm going to let him continue. But if that's the case, what the fuck am I doing? Jesus Christ, I got to reevaluate the way I make money. Now, I don't know who's paying for this. Like, I'm assuming it's other dudes because most chicks... You know, my experience, they're not so horny. They're going to flick the bean to some dude's feet. But uh, apparently this guy was cleaning up. So maybe, just maybe, instead of selling your nudes, just head out, get yourself a nice pedicure, a couple GoPros, and profit. I appreciate you, man. Dig the Twitter content. Dig the pod. Keep it up. Take good care. <laughs> so twice today i pretty i laughed pretty hard during some voicemails man that shit was funny too so maybe maybe we all are in the wrong line of business long wrong line of business because if all i gotta do is get that manicure pedicure manicure is your fingers right pedicure i don't fucking know um <laughs> and i could rake in some bucks dude this shit was funny when he was like i don't think there's any chicks flicking their bean to dudes walking around the house, and that is the truest statement ever. There cannot be any females subscribing to some dude just walking around barefoot. That is 100% perverted-ass grown men out there yanking their fucking goddamn dicks to <laughs> dudes walking around bare feet. That's a wild story, man. And, <laughs> and uh, I don't know that I'm ready to fucking commit myself to uh, the foot f- porn fetish uh genre either dude but uh it's good to know that i have a backup plan in case i need i really need some hard uh some cold hard cash i could just you know head head over to my local asian uh pedicure spot and get some get some pretty fucking i don't know dodger blue toenails done and (laughs) turn on some fucking perverts uh you know what anybody that has a foot fetish i apologize i'm not calling you a pervert i'm a pervert we're all perverts we all have our own thing, and I'm not going to get into mine. You ain't dragging the freak out of me here on this podcast. <laughs> no no fucking way am I getting blown up on Twitter for the perverted shit that I like in my life. But <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a wild-ass story. Dude, this 
kind of when I was listening to Pog, or his voicemail, it it kind of um, how crazy is airport conversations? How crazy is it just being on an airport, on an airport, on a plane, or in an airport, and just meeting random strangers? Most of the time, you're drinking, so you know your inhibitions are a little bit looser, and you're you know you're willing to talk a little bit more, or whatever the case may be, and. I think I want to just go to fucking airports and just host a podcast from there and just talk to people because you can meet some strange motherfuckers. You can meet some very interesting people, but you can also meet some strange motherfuckers. And I travel a lot. Like once a year, I'm flying back to PA to see my mom. So I've seen some shit in airports. And unfortunately for me, I have a couple layovers for that flight because I prefer not to drive. So I have to like on either end of my flight, I'd rather just land closer to my destination than having to land in or fly out of LAX and land in, in Philly, whatever. Um, so, you know, I have a couple layovers during that flight. So I've, I've spent nights in airports, missing, uh, missing flights from connects, like literally slept in the airport where there's nobody else in there. I just see dudes cleaning up. It's just me and fucking janitors and I'm sleeping in an airport because all the hotels are, you know, booked or whatever. So, I think that's a wild thing. I think that'd be a great podcast, to be honest with you. Don't you? Because you can meet some fucking characters. Like porn stars. Who tell you stories about how feet fetish porn is now a booming industry. And you can become a rich man by just planting some fucking GoPros on your goddamn hardwood floor. And sliding around like Tom Cruise in Risky Business. And I hope my younger listeners know what Risky Business is. And I think that's the right movie. Is that the movie where he slides into the living room? Maybe I'm wrong. Everybody knows the Tom Cruise clip where he slides wearing nothing but the white shirt and his undies or whatever. So anyway, wild story, dude. <laughs> I I, uh, I appreciate the insight. Uh, thanks for looking out, man. I, I might look into it if we're being honest. So thanks for the love. Uh, I appreciate the call. I appreciate the interaction on Twitter. And I appreciate you listening to the podcast, brother. So uh, I think that's all I got. Uh, I'm going to take a look and see if there's any more. But I think I think we're pretty caught up on voicemails. And, you know, we're, we're hitting that hour mark anyway. So I might save a couple for this weekend. I always feel bad. I always feel like the people who call in um, and leave voicemails when they don't hear it, they're going to get disappointed and be like, man, fuck that guy. But I promise I'm going to get to them all. It just takes a little bit of work. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't want to um, blow up the whole podcast with just nothing but voicemails. I want to get some of my bullshit ask, bullshit ass opinions on the show. So let me see if I have any more uh, before I basically just dial it out here and call it a day. So hang tight for me. This is Joe again. First time, long time. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't have an episode of Let Me Just Say without my buddy Joe calling in. And... When I say, hey, when I'm making those statements about, hey, if you don't hear your pot and your voicemail, don't worry, it'll be in the next one. Uh, I'm mostly talking to Joe because he leaves me like six voicemails a day. So I can't, uh, it, this could be just the Jesse and Joe podcast where I just play his voicemails that are wild and respond to them. Um, but I can't, I, I you know, the, Joe, I mean, I hope you get it, man. Some other people want to want to see some shine too so i appreciate everything you do with all the calls man they make me laugh my ass off and i love you and i think you know that but uh thanks for the call i can't i'm excited to see what this one's about so let's see what joe's got to say here thanks for the volume
got some uh, questions for you because I'm listening to where you said that your mom left you home alone while she went to church. Uh, first off, what kind of mom does not force their kids against their will to go to church on Sunday morning? Because, you know, if I would have tried to pull that move, not only would I have not cut my thumb in half, my mom would have cut my head off. So I don't know what what kind of childhood you had where you were running the show in your early teens, I believe you said you were. But that's the most millennial maneuver I've ever heard. So there's no need for you to look up whether or not you're a boomer or a millennial or it, who knows. I am dumbfounded by the gall and the audacity of you in your early teens to think that you had the poll to be like, you know what, Mom Dukes? You go get your praise on. I'm going to stay here and eat a cinnamon raisin bagel. Those things are trash of the highest order. You only go plain, okay, my guy? Plain bagel, cream cheese, hammer time. I cannot believe I'm still listening to this podcast. I'm going to hang up and let you finish, and then I'm going to call back probably later when you just say some more ridiculous type shit. (laughs) Joseph, first off, if you ever come at cinnamon raisin bagels like that again, I will fuck your world up, okay? Let's be clear about that. I ain't taking any shit on cinnamon raisin bagels. If you want to try and tell me that plain fucking bagels are better than cinnamon raisin bagels, plain bagels with cream cheese, can you be any more white? Don't make me find you wherever you are currently in this fucking state, United States of America. Where in the world is Joseph San Diego? I will come and... I'm not going to say murder on the podcast. I will track you down and I will... Stuff a cinnamon raisin bagel so far down your throat and you will enjoy that shit. So, first off, don't fucking slander cinnamon raisin bagels ever again. And while we're talking about it, you know what? I also love um, cinnamon frosted Pop-Tarts. Okay? That's my favorite Pop-Tart. Are you a strawberry guy with no fuck the, the strawberry plain. I bet you're the plain strawberry fucking Pop-Tart guy that doesn't like any of the fruit or the little frosting on the top. You just like the plain strawberry ones. You fucking goofball. Sorry, that was kind of that was kind of mean. But I could see your your little toaster popping up in in the regular cab of your regular cab of your truck. <laughs> that's not how that's not how fucking microwaves <laughs> microwaves. That's not how toaster sounds. I don't know why I just made that sound, but I can't make a toaster sound right now. But all I know is that if you're eating plain bagels with cream cheese, you're definitely a fucking strawberry plain Pop-Tart guy. You'd be eating that Pop-Tart. It feels like you're chewing on nothing but a fucking sandbar. It's like I just smashed, got a bunch of sand from the sandbox in the backyard, and I just mashed it into a little square, and I put it in the toaster, and I fucking put some strawberry jam in the middle of it, and I ate it. You fucking plain Jane motherfucker. So I'm cursing at you a lot, Joe, but I apologize. But still, I don't apologize because you slandered cinnamon raisin bagels. I'm very upset about that. Now, on to not having to go to church. I did my fair share of church going. But sometimes it was a little bit easier for my mom to say, okay, you could not go, than to deal with me bitching and complaining about being there 
So at a certain point, I think she just pick and chose her battles and trying to get me to go to church when she knew I was miserable wasn't a battle she was looking to have. So (laughs) fortunately for me, I didn't get 50 lashes out back with the, I don't know, what's the stick they use to beat kids? I think Adrian Peterson was a twitch or switch. I don't know. So anyway, nah, Ma Dukes, Joan, she did not force me to go to church. I did when I was younger. I went to like, I don't know, Sunday classes or whatever. I'm not going to get into my denomination. Is it denomination? Is that what you call people? Is that their church? I don't know. Whatever. I don't go to church. So nah, Joan didn't force me to go. She'd rather leave me at home to get electrocuted. Did I ever tell that story? I don't think I have. We used to have a, well, we had a stainless steel sink growing up. And um, it was like uh, the toaster was pushed back into the corner. So there was like where the where my sink was, you know, the counter met and it was like the corner. So I couldn't, as a kid, reach the toaster all the time and to try and pull it out and put something in it. So one time... I propped myself, I put a hand on the sink, you know, and put my other hand on the other side of the of the uh, counter, and I pushed myself up, and I'm holding myself basically with just my left arm that's holding onto the sink, which is stainless steel, and mind you, wet. I reached and grabbed for the toaster, and I don't know whether there was a short, because I feel like this shouldn't happen, or what, but I grabbed the toaster with my right hand and I'm holding myself up, you know, propping myself up my left hand, still hand still gripping the wet stainless steel sink. And I grabbed that toaster with my right hand and it felt like my right arm snapped in half. The shock that I got at probably nine, 10 years old. And I'm probably making my parents sound like bad people because they're, I'm getting injured all over the house, cutting my finger off, almost getting electrocuted to death. Boy, it felt like my arm just snapped right in half. That's how much voltage went through my fucking body. And I fell back onto the floor floor and was like, what the fuck just happened? I had never been electrocuted before, obviously. But this is another funny story of dumbass shit that now that I think about it, maybe that's why parents don't leave their kids home alone. Because... I just told you two stories where one, I almost sliced my thumb off and two, I almost electrocuted myself to death, but whatever, what doesn't kill you, right? So thanks for all the calls, Joe. I'm going to keep playing your voicemails as, uh, as I'm recording. I got about four or five on deck that I can use at any point. Um, so I appreciate you, dude. I love you. And, uh, thanks for always, uh, thanks for all the calls and, 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 uh, the support, man. But fuck you, man. Cinnamon Raisin Bagel for life. I'm Cinnamon Raisin Bagel gang. Anybody got a problem with that? I will. I won't do anything other than harshly talk about what you like. <laughs> but Cinnamon Raisin Bagels for life. Get at me. Oh, geez. Did you guys just hear that? Brooklyn is screaming at somebody. So... Um, that's all the voicemails I got and, uh, we're running long now, um, about an hour and 10 minutes here. So I don't know. I don't have much to say on this, on this 
boy, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see what's going on. Before, I think maybe someone's breaking in. Maybe Joe's here trying to fight me with fucking plain bagels. So I'll be right back. All right, sorry for that delay. Um, it wasn't even really a delay for you guys because I just stopped the recording. But um, we're safe. I'm safe. It wasn't Joe trying to kill me. It was just some little shenanigans, hooligans outside, um, riding their riding their skateboards, making my dog upset. So. I think that's all I got for today. Uh, I just wanted to, again, you know, I know I say this a lot on the podcast, but I just want to shout everybody out and tell you guys thank you for all the feedback you've been giving me. Thanks for the voicemails. Thanks for the DMs. Um, I got another DM recently. And, uh, you know, it was just, they make me feel good, man. They make me feel like you guys are appreciating these and enjoying them. And, uh, I don't know. I, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, that sounded stupid, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I got love for you guys and, uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Keep the voicemails coming. Oh, speaking of that, let me, let me grab the number here real quick, <clears throat> real quick. I still haven't memorized it, although I should have by the, at this point, since, you know, I, I ask you guys to call it all the time, but it's, uh, calling numbers five one zero. 5163563 and it's going to ring for a bit. It's basically just a Google um Google voice call whatever. So it's I could answer the call and we could talk and have a conversation. It's not going to just just directly go to voicemail. So if you call it's going to ring 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 until you actually hit the voicemail and then, you know, you can do your thing. So I need more of them. I'm I'm pretty emptied out. I have one or two that I'm saving. Um for some topics that I want to talk about on the next episode. Uh, my man Workman actually left two voicemails. I, I heard your second one, dude, and I'm going to touch base on that because that's going to be take up a good period of time because, boy, do I hate what you called and talked about. Um, I hate when people do that shit. So we're going to we're gonna dial that one up next episode. That's what we call in the industry a teaser. So shout-out to everybody that called in this week. Shout-out to everybody that listens. Shout-out to everybody that's been giving me positive feedback and um, shout out to the 2017 World Series champions, Los Angeles. Oh, wait. 